This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stuffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Don't you dare ruin our bank holiday weekend town. Don't you dare. <laughs> Welcome to the warm-up episode 79. I'm your host, Brady Frost, and to preview the West Brom game, I'm joined by Tom Bradshaw and Brandy Rowan. How are you both? All right, Brady. Living my best life. Oh, <laughs> like it. That's a good answer. Uh, hello, Tom. Tom, no game last weekend for town. Um, oh, how did you cope? What did you how, do? How nice was it? Oh, yeah, big shout out. Congratulations to my best mate, Jack. Um, who got married at the weekend? I'm, I'm sure he listens every week. Um, but I was we were doing that, so the wedding wasn't ruined because of town losing, which was an added bonus. We dressed him as Alan Lee on his stag do, and he got a message from Alan Lee on his wedding day. Like, and people think I'm a big Alan Lee fan, they should meet Jack, honestly. I, listeners will be amazed to hear that someone likes Alan Lee more than you. I know. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, congratulations to you, mate. It sounds like you've had uh, good fun from what you're telling me off there. Um, so, yeah. it was just nice so, not to be spoiled by town losing 3 0 to Coventry away. So, <laughs> well, it's all right, mate, because it'll be rescheduled, you know, when they have a pitch. So, <laughs> you'll still get that too. Um, Brownie, welcome back. You must have enjoyed it enough to, re- to return. Yeah, I mean, you know, not much is more depressing than being a town fan at the moment. So, you know, it can't be worse than that, can it? Well, a problem shared is a problem. <laughs> exactly. So, so there you go. You're in good company. Because, uh, Tom, we're, we're used to this, aren't we? Well, not so much last season. But, uh, yeah, when town are rubbish, we, you know, we enjoy that in a weird way because you've got to be positive. Uh, so let's let's have a go at being positive, shall we? Um, yeah. This weekend's fixture. So... Quite a few of the teams have played five, uh, five games. Town have played four, obviously, because the Coventry game. Uh, not that we're looking at the table, but we are 22nd in the league with one win and three defeats. Early days. West Brom, they got their first win of the season. It was a 5-2 victory over Hull uh, at the weekend. So we could see some goals in this one. A good game if you're neutral. Uh, Tom, you're not a neutral, though, uh, judging by the lovely town shirt you're wearing. How are you feeling about this one? Well, I don't know, Brady. Um, West Brom are a very interesting side at the moment, aren't they? Personally, I think Steve Bruce is under quite a bit of pressure because um, he hasn't started the season great and it was a bit of he'd come in last season, give him a bit of a chance, but it's not started great for him. So I think there's pressure on on them and him to to do, do something. Um, so... I'd like Town to be up for it, and it's at home. If you if they come out like they did against Stoke, the beauty of that Stoke game was they did they've done the opposite of every other game this season. They they actually started well in the first half, whereas every other game it seemed to be the the other way around and let teams just basically be all over for the first twenty five minutes. So I'm confident if we've got that that mindset of Stoke. To be honest, Brady, I think I think West Brom. Got some quality players, but I like I'll go back to the the pressure that's on Bruce and um, 
yeah, you never know. There's a chance there, I think. Good, because uh, I think I need a bit of positivity. Um, but we'll carry it on. We'll carry on the positivity. Briny, obviously, we didn't play at the weekend. Uh, Coventry was uh, game was postponed. Do you think that could be a positive for town, you know, given more time on the training pitch ahead of this one? Yeah, I think coming, you know, coming off another loss again down at Norwich, I, I do think it will have been beneficial for them to sort of have a break from potentially losing. Um, you know, our away, away record is not good so far this season. So I think it will definitely benefit us to have had that little gap. You know, they're coming into it after a weekend where they've not, had to do anything so they've had longer to improve on the things at Norwich because you know we we had promising glimpses there there were things that were good to see so if they've spent this whole time working on those little things that you know our little things that you look at and you go oh that was really good we should do more of that if they've focused on the right things I think yeah it'll be hugely beneficial for us I like it I like it I'm already feeling positive um but we do need to talk about the opposition. Um, they have some good players, West Brom, but I do agree with you, Tom, Steve Bruce and the pressure. Um, if you look at that team on paper, it's a really good team. It should be up there. I know it's still early days and it could be, but um, who who did you single out? It's a good team, Brady. Um, oh, as long as you don't it... list five. Like well, yeah, but I, I don't... I, I list a few. Can I, I just touch on a few and then I'll pinpoint someone if that's all right because I, I do think there's there's all right I'll, I'll the one that I'm going to pick so because you're I'm going to go with John Swift because I've, I've always liked him as a footballer um and I, God knows how many years ago I just thought oh, just buy him some town buy him when we went up we should have bought him um should have raided <laughs> reading like Knott's Forest have done to us but um I just think what a signing for any championship club, basically. Um, he's creative. He scores goals. You keep him quiet. You're at least limiting one of their good players to creating stuff. So for me, yeah, keep John Swift quiet. But yeah, Brady, I've got I've got five other names written down that equally could be a key player for them. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask Bryony who she's picked, and then we'll see if it's one of your five. We'll come back to you, Bryony. Who do you go for? Yeah, I've I've got a couple as well. Swift was definitely one of mine. You know, he scored two and five already this season from the midfield. You you've got to keep an eye on that. You've got to contain it. Um, got another two written. One of them I'm reluctant to say because we know him very well, but um, Carlin Grant, you know. Our ex-players are absolutely ripping us to shreds this year. Don't know why it's happening. Fingers crossed, touching wood, that it stops this weekend. But I think, you know, he is always a player to watch. When we had him, he was a player to watch. So he's definitely one of my top three, possibly the top, just because of how things seem to be going for us so far this season. I think we definitely need to close him down. Yeah. And uh, like some town fans, I will boo him despite the fact he scored the goals um, that kept us up because how selfish of him to move for a lot of money. Um, Tom, was, it was Carlin on your list. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, Carlin was on my list. Yeah. Well, I have seen the old, uh, <laughs> the old, you know, the people on Twitter, you know what they're like. Apparently, he's just a bit of a penalty merchant at West Brom. All he so, does is uh, cut inside as well, to be fair. We shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Send him out just... wide, we'll be fine. <laughs> this is just uh, tempting fate, isn't it? Um, Grant Hattrick incoming. Um, I also picked John Swift because um, I agree with you, Tom Player, I liked a lot. I mean, it's hard to, um, you know, it's hard to not pick him. But um, I'm going to go for Jed Wallace because um, I think that is a, is a great pickup. Um, he's a proven player. Like he carried, you know, he was the focal point of Millwall's attacks for for years. And I think him and Swift have a good connection. So um, there is a few. Again, we. It's funny because we talked about um, Stoke and how I think they're a bit of a catfish team. I wonder if um, West Brom, again, famous last words, but they should be up there. But like you say, mm. I think Bruce is the the question mark um, with this one and. From you know, I know one or two West Brom fans and stuff behind the scenes isn't 
the best. So I wonder if, like you said, this is a game we could we could maybe get something. Yeah, um, I think I think Stoke's more of a player issue, like a, a squad issue rather than the manager. Whereas I do think West Brom is more of a management issue rather than squad. I think the Stoke squad is a better championship squad. I mean, the West Brom squad, sorry, is a better championship squad than the Stoke squad. Alex Mowat, Brady, on my list. Matt Phillips there now on my list. Um, Dean Garner, like he's yeah. been, he's had a good start this year. I think he's played 100 games now for West Brom the other week, over other day. So you just go through that, oh, that team. It's, it's great, isn't it? Um, it should well, be you, up there. Yeah, it's interesting. You talked about Moa there. He's gone on line to Middlesbrough, which I yeah. thought was bizarre. Because it's I crazy. Think, um, that why like you could be? A why would you issue. do that? Yeah, is that Bruce falling out of him? Um, like know. you said, Jed Wallace, I think great a great addition um, to the team. And then um, is Daryl Dyke still there? Daryl DK, yeah. DK, so. sorry. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I don't know why I'm correcting yet. That's not very good host behaviour. Um thinking what you find. But yeah, it's um, just it's just really good. Kyle Bartley, um, Furlong as well. You know what I mean? There's names in that squad, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There is. Um, I feel like we're talking up West Brom too much. Um, and we'd normally have a view from the other side here. Tom, I, I asked you what you got to at the weekend with no game, but I already knew. Um, yeah. I thought you were going to the Midlands to chat to a West Brom fan, but it turns yeah. out you went to a wedding. Yeah, but I bumped into a West Brom contact there, so that I might I might tell you more about that. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Well, the floor is yours. You can go for it if you want. No, nah, it's all right. Okay. On. Move, move on. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> no worries. Well, I'll tell you what, um, as soon as we've got no fan... I've got no fans. <laughs> got no uh, fans. Nice <laughs> reference there. Topical reference. <laughs> like eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met uh, him once. He's absolutely tiny. You met him? All right. Yeah. Well, before we come to this section, but how was that? Um, it was actually quite amazing, but it also made me realise how much of a meathead I've got because the photo next to him is like, although he's a small man, it was like, yeah, it was insane. But, he told me I had no fans, um, and he said, "Do you want some?" And that was that was my life made eight years ago. <laughs> did you? No, I was going to ask, did he give you some? But that sounds wrong. Yeah, he did. Didn't. Did he try no, and find it? Oh, is it just his, it's his catchphrase? Yeah, it was just his catchphrase. Because no. I was going to okay, say, I thought we'd have some juicy podcast then. No, nothing that juicy. No, I think it was him and the Chuckle Brothers that I met that night. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> a great combination that was a, a students union like like the students wanted all they wanted back in those days was the wheelstone raider and chuckle brothers it's <laughs> all you needed <laughs> what what a night what were, what were they doing just like fat like stop this west brom game i want to know more about this wheelstone <laughs> wheelstone raider was just doing like a meet and greet <laughs> <laughs> and then the Chuckle Brothers came on and did like a little song and dance thing. Rest in peace, Barry. Please tell it, me that it... you didn't pay money for that. No, it was it was at the uni I was at, so oh, I, got him, okay. I got him for free. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's wrong with the Chuckle Brothers? <laughs> Nothing's Not wrong with the Chuckle icons, Brothers. But like <laughs> paying into a club for the Wheelstone Raider is bad behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of um my my friend Georgia I went to uni with. Um he you know in like the uh uni meeting like club night meeting greets, um, yeah. he was drunk and he told I can't remember which made in Chelsea star it was, but he was the star was like one of the basically misogynistic, you know, um gaslighting people on there. And he uh, my mate George told him yeah, pretty much all of them. Uh, he told him to, he just whispered in his ear, you should go to hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> Welcome to hell. <laughs> Welcome to hell, I thought. Um, anyway, <laughs> we've got no fear from the other side. 
That was a lie, dear listener, because we do have a view from the other side. It's Matt from WBA Report. Uh, Tom did manage to speak to him, and here's what he had to say. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Hi, Matt. Thanks for coming on and joining us on the pod. Um, so, how do you think you'll fare this season, and what are your expectations? Hi, mate. So, yeah, um, expectations for the season... I think from the first couple of games we've played okay, some decent performances in there, struggled to score even though we put five past Hull and lost Daryl DK which isn't ideal from that point of view <clears throat> but I don't think the performances have been too bad, I think when we lose fans like to overreact um, and yeah I mean we absolutely battered Watford um, unlucky to lose at uh, Blackburn probably could have nicked it at Middlesbrough. Um, so and and obviously we 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 battered um battered Hull. The only sort of one bad performance you'd say is that is, is a nil nil draw against Cardiff. So um, after the start of the season, I think probably we'll be looking to just squeeze into that top six. Uh, we need investment. We need signings if we're going to get any further. I think and uh, that's not coming by any means. So yeah. I think top six is probably the realistic aim and probably where I expect Albion to finish. Not quite good enough and haven't quite got the strength and depth to push for an automatic promotion place. What do you think of Steve Bruce? Can you see him returning you to the Premier League? I'm not a massive Steve Bruce lover by any means and I actually wanted him replaced um, You know, as the season drew to a close last year. However, um, I'm fully behind him now and understand that we can't keep on changing manager every six months. It's going to get us nowhere, if anything. Some of the players that have been a problem across the last couple of years um, getting given another clean slate, and there'll be issues again. Um, you know, at least you've got to give the manager a, a chance to actually find them out, if that makes sense, and, and and sort of get an idea of what the issues are. Steve Bruce has been given no money to work with. Um, you know, I suppose we've made. Um, sort of uh, quite financially back free signings of, and, and loans but nevertheless a club of Albion's stature and you know having been a Premier League team for the majority of the last 10 years you think they'd be able to spend some money on transfer fees but that's not the case Steve Bruce you know can't make any more signings without letting players go uh, I do feel that he's sort of his hands tied in this in in, in that way so um, I'm not a massive Steve Bruce fan I, he's probably a bit outdated in modern football However, um, you know we've we've put in some decent performances. I think he gets he gets what's wanted from the Albion fans, and you know I'm definitely going to give him a chance, and we'll see how we get on. Which player excites you the most for the season ahead? I think the one player that excites all Albion fans and has excited all Albion fans, um, you know, since the season started, is sort of the return to life of Grady Diangana because um, you know when he's on top form, he's probably. I'd I'd go as far as saying the best player to watch in this in this league. I, I really would, and I say that without a doubt, because um, you know we saw him a couple of years ago absolutely destroy teams alongside Mateus Pereira, and it looks like for one reason or another he is getting back to to form, and he's been a major part of anything good we've done so far this season. Bruce said himself at the, the, the weekend, you know he's been battered and bruised the last couple of years, but. Um, you know what a joy to watch against Hull, and he, and he has been our probably one of our best players, if not our best player, um, across the campaign so far. And I expect to play a major part on Saturday. So definitely Dan Garner. Although I think you know John Swift, Jed Wallace, uh, Okay, Yakuslu have, have been have been good to watch since uh, signing for the club. What do you think of Town coming into this season? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I've been massively impressed with Huddersfield this season. Um, like as everyone was, it was shocked when Carlos Corbran left, and I think there are always going to be repercussions from that. Uh, appointing Danny Schofield as manager um, in his first first role of such um, is always going to be difficult, and there's going to be teething in problems, losing Lewis O'Brien and Harry Toffolo. It's almost a recipe for disaster in some ways. Um, watched the first game of the season against Burnley. Burnley, by far the better team that night. Um, and it has been a bit of a struggle since then, hasn't it? However, um, beat Stoke, which is always good to see. Um, and, you know, the, 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 
John Smith Stadium is it's never an easy place to go to. You'll always get a really good backing from their uh, home fans. And Albion have struggled there in recent times. So whilst they haven't really been impressed with Huddersfield, um, they've still got the likes of Sorber Thomas to rely on. Danny Ward, Jordan Rhodes can score goals in this division. Uh, you know, Tino Andrin, an uh, exciting young player from Chelsea. So, yeah, it won't be an easy game by any means. Um, always str- or struggle at, at Huddersfield. They'll give us a, a tough game, I'm sure. And as as Schofield probably will be learning on the on the job and probably get better as time goes on. I don't think you'll go down there. I reckon you'll be fine in that regard. And what's your prediction for Saturday? Prediction for Saturday, I'll probably go 2-1, even though we can't buy a goal. Um I'm just backing us to have a bit more momentum after Saturday. Hopefully that breeds confidence because we desperately needed that win. And I think one of the players said afterwards, you saw what happened once that first goal went in. And, you know, it got better and better. So I'm just presuming that will continue into Saturday. However, we did lose in the cup. So maybe that would have knocked them off um, off form a bit. But, yeah, I do think we'll win. Not sure why I've gone for two goals. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Maybe Carl and Grant can net one again against his old team. And uh, we do look good going forward. We do look like we've, we are creating chances, but no one can put them away. So let's hope we just create good enough ones to, to score two and, and back up my prediction. But I do think Albion will win. However, as I said, we've always struggled at, at Huddersfield and it wouldn't be a massive surprise if we didn't get a result because this is the championship. And I think, you know, we're probably going to be inconsistent. Thank you. Bye. Let's hear about a town team who aren't doing well. Uh, that is Huddersfield Town women. They opened their season with a 7-1 win. Amazing. Um, so, which is good. Oh, God, I'd take a 7-1 win for Saturday. <laughs> um, but I wanted to know more. Obviously, you know, we've supported Town women before, but I um, wanted to hear a little bit more new season. Let's see how they're checking in. So I caught up with Town Women Chair Alison Banforth to learn more about the Terrier's start to the season. And here's what she had to say. Hi, Alison. Thanks for chatting to us. Um, so the new season kicked off on Sunday and Town got a 7-1 win. You must be absolutely delighted with the start. Hi there. Thanks ever so much for having us on the podcast. Yes, we were absolutely delighted with that first win. It was so great to see the players start as we mean to go on with a really convincing victory. It's always good for morale and continues that momentum that we've been building up during pre-season. Uh, the top goal scorer competitions are already hotting up uh, on the bench with Kate Mallin and Laura Elford both getting hat-tricks and Britt Sanderson uh, also on the score sheet. It was also so nice to see four of our new signings getting involved. Uh, we had Lauren Joyce and Katie Anderson make uh, their first competitive starts and then we had Imogen, Portius Williams and Hannah Langford both coming off the bench. This Sunday, we're expecting a much tougher test against a really good Wolves team. They were league champions last season and narrowly missed out on promotion in the North-South Division playoff. But the whole camp at town is massively excited to play in front of our, our home crowd at the Stafflex for the first time this season. So what are your expectations for this season? Um, we've seen you compete around the top of the table regularly in the previous couple of seasons. And I know COVID's kind of put pay to that but um yeah what, what are the expectations yes we're certainly aiming to be there or thereabouts at the top of the league table again this year we're playing tier three of the women's football pyramid in the fa women's national league northern premier division we're looking ideally to build on our sixth place league finish from last season but we also want to keep up our cup form uh, last year we won the county cup for the third time we reached the league cup final for the first time ever and we also got to the fa cup fourth round and finally, I'm sure it's a question you've been asked a lot, um, but with the success of the Lionesses in the summer, um, how can we all make sure women's football continues to grow and build on this momentum, uh, particularly for town women, of course? I was lucky enough to be in that crowd at Wembley watching the Lionesses lift the trophy and it just massively renewed my enthusiasm for women's football. We absolutely need to harness the momentum that the Lionesses have given us and make sure that the women's game gets the platform it deserves. I think that awareness is a big challenge. The size of the Euros crowd shows that the audience is out there for women's football. But now that everyone knows about the Lionesses, we need to make sure that this converts into support for local clubs, not just the women's Super League teams. Opportunities like this for us to talk about town women are fantastic. So thank you very much for that. 
I think another important thing will be making sure that all children get the same opportunity to play football at school. Uh, over the summer, we've had a great turnout to our recruitment session for our junior teams. So we know that there's loads of talented young female footballers out there. We just need to make sure that they are able to play regularly and develop those skills so they can be part of the next generation of Terriers or even the next generation of Lionesses. And I think that another important factor is investment. Like many clubs in our um, league, town women players are part-time and they actually pay subs to play or get a sponsor. And all our coaches and staff are volunteers. We don't have huge marketing budgets and we rely massively on our generous supporters to give our players those opportunities that they deserve. So anyone out there interested in sponsoring us, please do drop us a message via our official social channels and we'd be happy to give you more details. De- de- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Details. Okay, so we've heard from Alison. So, yeah, as Alison mentioned, town women are playing Wolves on Sunday, 2pm kickoff. It's at the Stafflex Arena, Storff's Hall Park. It's a nice little venue. Been there a couple of times to see some games. Five are for adults. Kids are free, three pound concessions. Um, season tickets are only 50 quid as well. So, as uh, Alison was mentioning there, we've seen uh, the Lionesses and, you know, how well they've done. So, uh, I think let's carry on this momentum. Let's go support town women because it's a good game. Uh, it's it's a good little pitch down there as well. Lovely view. So do we get down there? Okay. Tom, did I hear a bag containing mail rustling in the background? You could have, yeah. <laughs> I set you up and you don't bring the same level of enthusiasm to it. <laughs> um, okay, that means it's time for mail then. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> okay. Well, as you can see, we've got a lovely jingle. You love that jingle, don't you, Tom? You tell me I do. Time. I actually do love that jingle, Brad. It's class. I think it's one of my crowning achievements, which which says a lot. Um, <laughs> okay, so we'll ask. I'll ask you guys the first question. It comes from Anthony Gonsall. Um, You talked about small positive things um, in the Norwich game, Bryony, uh, and I think Anthony's question is referencing this, should Pat Jones start on Saturday? 100% yes. Absolutely, categorically yes. Give him a chance. What we're doing is not working. He came on, he did that. Give him a chance. So, Brian, you you were there at Norwich, weren't you? Um, I was, yep. What what was the difference that he brought that, for example, is Sober or Andrin really, isn't it, out on the flanks? What, What did he bring in that? Was he on for about 20 minutes in the end? Yeah, something like that. I think maybe yeah. a little bit less. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he came on, he got the ball, he carried it, he put it in the net. It, it was that movement that we're not seeing enough of at the moment. You know, it wasn't a, oh, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to panic and I'm going to pass it backwards or, you know, sky it or do something silly. You saw he got the ball, he ran, he took someone on, he had a goal in front of him and he hit it. You know, it's, it's that that for years now we have been begging players, you know, if you're at the edge of the box and you're on your own, have a go, just have a go, don't skirt around it. And he did that. And I think, you know, coming on and doing that, it changes the game for other players as well. If they're seeing, you know, the younger lads coming on and having absolutely no fear about it, then they're going to go, oh, maybe we should start doing that. You know, maybe we should stop this passing backwards or skirting around. You know, I should just, I should take him on or I should just, belt it towards the goal and see what happens so yeah I think for me he is a starter definitely mm. 
can I ask you a follow-up question on that? Because you were there, you saw it in person. Yeah. Um, Kamara came on for Hog. Was there kind of a sense with him as well of the kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, the not sometimes young players don't really have that fear to go out there and do what they, they're going to do. Was he kind of in the same brackets as um, Jones as well? Yeah, I think I, I'm a big fan of Kamara, even from pre-season. You know, I saw him at Harrogate and said, get him in, get him in the team. Um, I think I agree with him coming on as a sub still. I don't think he's quite sort of 90 minutes yet. Um, he He's not fearless, so to speak, but he will go into things, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of his. He, he will put tackles in. I, I would like to see him be a little bit stronger on the ball, I think. But I mean, you know, he's he's not a full grown man, so to speak. Yeah, he's only a kid still. And so, yeah, well, I think if he works on that, that fearlessness will definitely come in. Lovely. Um, Tom, are you in agreement? Pat Jones, make a star? Um, well, I wasn't, I wasn't there, so I didn't see the, the whole game. I watched the highlights. I think his goal was was such a great goal. He sold um Luminette, who was it? It was Hanley, wasn't it? A really experienced centre back. He absolutely done him over with that little the little hesitation on the edge of the box sent him out left. And then he took it onto his left, slotted it away. Like um the goal was great. And and you're right, Brian, I think we that's that's what all you ask for. If you're in that position, have a go. No one's gonna I think no one's going to have a go at you if you're having a shot. Maybe if there's an easy pass to your left or something, then yeah, fair enough. But like in that position where he's one-on-one, yeah, go for it. Just just have a dig. Um, I don't think Sauber is at it at the moment. And maybe a little nudge to like put a bit of a, a kicker up him would be start Jones on on Saturday. Just, just to maybe let him know that yeah, you're not getting in this squad if you're not playing well. You're going to be on the bench. We've got options there. And then he might come on and we'll see the Sauber that we saw most of last year. I don't think Sauber's been terrible this year either. Like I'm not, I'm not like some people have suggested he's he's looking elsewhere or whatever, but I he he just hasn't reached those levels yet, has he? It has been a busy summer for him and stuff. But yeah, I'm yeah, I'd, I'd potentially start Jones on um, on Saturday. Oh, that's interesting because I think we normally are in full agreement, but I think he was good as a... I think he should get a start eventually, but I almost wonder... We don't really have sub to change the game, so I wonder if maybe I would bring him on. Depend, it depends how the game's going, but if he can do that like against tired legs. So I haven't... We'll come on to a, how we line up the team, but I still had him as a as a sub player. I think Tino should be fit for this as well, so I'd put him back in. Mm. But interesting that you mentioned Sorba Thomas, because our next question is from Dan Peckett, and he says, could Sorba Thomas face a similar second season syndrome to that of Josh Coroma? They both mm. clearly have talent, but could be trying the trying too hard mentality mm. be problematic? So I'm going to tackle this first, because um, I can because I'm still talking. Um, <laughs> uh, I I just think, I, I, I can understand why people might think that, but I think, it's one, it's too early to tell. And also, I think with Sorba, he, again, we all know he went from non-league, but he played so many games last season. I think he's just knackered, um, which is, in, I'm contradicting myself here, but I do wonder if, if Jones is going to make the impact he did, like say, mm. Maybe long term, it would be good to not play Sorba for every game because I'm, you know, obviously Wales are in the World Cup and it will go it'll probably go there. Not sure if he's going to start, but still, you know, the training coming on and so I do wonder if maybe we can, I don't know, like maybe you know, if if we're winning two 0 for example on Saturday, I'd take him off like after sixty minutes because you've got mm. five subs. I think he's just knackered. Um, and I think, again, like we saw with Karoma, people found him out. And I wonder if um, people are maybe finding Sorber out and he just needs to think of the next next step to get around that. But it, it's early days. And to be honest, I think he's knackered. But, Brian, I've rambled long enough. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and no, I, I think the same, really. Um, 
I, he's tired. You could see it from as soon as he was playing all those Wales games last year. Um, and I think we've got a lot of fans that don't think that that's, you know, a good enough excuse and they've had the summer, even if it was shorter. But um, yeah, I think if you look at his statistics, not everything is worse than it was. Um, so he's winning more challenges than he did last year, percentage wise. He's going in for less, but what he is going in for, he's, you know, he's improved that, he's winning more of them. Um, but yeah, I think I think he needs a rest like a, a proper actual rest, not like a, you know, one week where he'll jet off to Dubai or wherever he went, you know, lie at home and play on your PlayStation for a, a few days and just chill out and recover a bit. Um, I think people talking about the second se- second season syndrome makes it happen. Um, you know, they're, they're real people and they see what people post on social media so, you know, it doesn't help when you've got fans there slating them mm. all the time. You know, yeah, they've lost their confidence, but you going on about that is not going to help. You're going to make it worse. Like, there's people on Twitter saying that, you know, oh, they need to be told people think X, Y, Z. But they know that. Of course they know that. They're not stupid. They, they know that their performances haven't been up to what fans expect of them, the coaches expect of them. They're certainly not what they expect of themselves. So I think the way to fix that is not to go on about it more. It's to actually find out what, where is this little issue in your confidence? What's causing it? And can we fix it rather than just going on about it all the time? Because they know, they know they're not doing well enough at the moment. We don't need to tell them over and over and over again. No, that's a good point. I mean, Tom, I don't know about you, but I, I am motivated when strangers online tell me I'm shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on the I get that daily anyway, to be fair. So it's all right. Um no, that these days, especially the younger players, they'll see everything that is posted to them. It's really it's it is really interesting, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't post anything that I wouldn't particularly say to someone face to face, do you know what I mean? I mean, I've heard people shout stuff at the ground, fair enough. Yeah, if, if you're one of those people, then post away. But, like, if you're not going to say that kind of thing to someone face-to-face, then I don't think you should be posting it on there because it's not helping anyone, is it? Like you said, Brian, if, they know, if they're in a bad spell, they know they're in a bad spell. It's not going to help with uh, 100-odd town fans getting on your back about it. Um, so what, wait, what was the original question? Is he going to go in? Yeah, the similar to Karoma. I don't think so. Um, Karoma's, I think with Karoma's, you've got to remember he did a, did most of his um, amazing work during lockdown. And I, I wonder if, um, I wonder if that was a bit of a, a catalyst of why he picked up farm. He didn't really have the crowds in there and stuff. Look, Karoma's still young. Hopefully it'll come back because we've seen it's there. Maybe he just needs to kind of, get over that playing in front of big crowds not saying I mean what what will he have been on when he was at Leighton Orient he was in the conference so the most he'll have been in front of is probably five or six thousand um I I just and it's 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 it is literally exactly the same with Sauber as well these lads have come from the conference Sauber's come from even further with Boreham Rudd would their would their rise so you got to take into account the the fitness and stuff. The to it's such a jump, and it's a cliche that we say every week. Oh, where did he come from, Sober Thomas? Blah blah blah. But the jump in fitness that he's had to like really quickly change. It's actually quite amazing how well he did last season. And Brian, like you said, the stats the stats are showing positive signs for him coming into this year. He's going to be thinking though for the next couple of months. I, I want to go to the World Cup, like, so that could work in Town's favour, and it couldn't because he's got to perform to guarantee that place. But then also maybe if eventually he's oh I'm going to get picked, he might um just calm it down a bit. So it's it's it is a really interesting situation, um. But I don't think he'll have a a two seasons like Josh Cromer seems to have had which is really sad that 
Karoma. I mean, he, he started this season pretty poorly. And actually, I was going to ask you, Bryony, how, how was he when he came on? Because he only came on with about five minutes to go, didn't he, against Norwich? I don't know if he, he made any sort of difference at all. I absolutely don't remember even seeing him touch the ball. You could have told me you hadn't come on and I would have believed you. <laughs> yeah. So there's some there's something I don't know what Karoma needs. Maybe he needs a loan. Maybe he needs a loan away for second half of this season. I mean he's out of contract at the end of the season though, isn't he? Mm, yeah, true. So yeah. I think it's one of these. Um, yeah. You're right. I don't know. It's it's tricky, isn't it? Because I think we want Corona to do well, but I, I can't remember who saying it, but someone said to me, if you take his season, he, he just had like a good purple patch, really. His time mm. at town just had like a, a good purple patch. Um, the, the thing with Corona, right, Brady? So he, he can finish. Yeah. Right? He can finish. He's not... From when I've seen him, he's not he's not very good at actually taking people on. He's quick and he can finish. Is he being is he being played in the right position? Do you know what well, I mean? Could you stick him up top? Matt, uh, I remember Matt was saying like when he was doing well that um, he thinks he should be a striker. But yeah, I I don't know. It's tricky, and it depends on we play and. We this question's about Silver Thomas, really, but we talked a lot yeah. about Karoma. But um, I don't know if Karoma, I don't know, like maybe it's harsh, but I feel like Wardy does a lot of stuff up, off the ball that I can't see mm. Karoma doing. Yeah, is the only thing. And if we're going to play this way, um, I, yeah, I don't know if it works, but yeah, yeah who knows? True. Like, I, you're right, he can finish. I, I think that's the thing, like, maybe take away Tino, but um. I think he's like one of the few players in this team where if you just needed a 25 yarder, he could he is a player who could do that when yeah. he's on form. It's interesting. I don't know. Anyway, we'll um we'll move on otherwise. So good question. It's a good question. Sober will be fine though. There you go. Yeah. Dan. Sober will be fine. Yeah. There you go. Um okay, Anonymous asks, uh, which player has impressed you the most this season so far? Um, not got a lot of candidates, but do you know what? Nakayama for me. Yeah. Um, I know. That. Just, um, I don't know. I think we need, you know, it's, it's what we needed. He seems he seems like a bit of a fan favourite already. He was present with pictures at Doncaster in the preseason. But um, I, I think what I've been really impressed by him is he, he's really good at playing some like interesting balls. I noticed that in the Stoke game. And I wonder if he's going to, you know, I think a lot of people have talked about this, but a bit of a fan favourite. But when he, Played at Stoke, I think he was he was great. Um, and Norwich is, is difficult, but I think he could be a hell of a player that we've got there. Um, Bryony, what about you? Who, who stood out for you? Uh, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but Kamara's been a big one for me. You know, I know he's young; he's not first name on the sheet yet. But you know, give him give him a couple of years, and he's going to be you know we're going to have a right player on our hands there. He's nineteen, and he comes on, he commands play. You know, he's all over that pitch. So I think definitely he's going to be huge for us, if not this year, in the next couple. Lovely. See, we're all a bit... We, there is this positivity wherever you look. That's what we do on this. Tom, what about you? Who, who's impressed you the most? Um. So, yeah, Naki, I'm a, I mean, I, I wasn't there on Tuesday, but by all accounts, he, he played reasonably well again, didn't he, Bryony? Um, yeah. I mean, Nichols again... Oh. Sounds like, I mean, the, the the changing point against Stoke was that penalty save and what a save it was. Um, mm. And even a bit before that, when Stoke had a little bit of a, a good spell, he, he kept him out. He's just he's just a top quality keeper. Um, and if we can keep him all this season, then he might keep us up. <laughs> um, and another, But another person, sorry, Brian, if I'm firing stuff at you, but because you were at, Norwich on getting grilled today. I know. Um, who played really well when he came on against Stoke was Dwayne Holmes. Like I have never seen how I've yeah. never seen him want the ball so much. The tenacity to charge down defense and everything was amazing, and he he deserved everything. Like all the plaudits he got after that game. How was he during the Norwich game? Because he started, didn't he? So that's different to coming off the bench already. 
Yeah, I, I will never accept Dwayne Holmes' slander. I think he gets so much stick and doesn't deserve any of it. Um, but in my opinion, he is an impact sub. He he plays much better when you bring him on, and he has that energy when you know when other when opposition energies lacking. Um, you know, at Norwich, there were mixed opinions from a lot of people. I thought that he did pretty well. I thought that he created a fair amount. Um, there's a lot of people that were absolutely slating his first touch, but I think if we're going to be that specific, I would slate 70% of our <laughs> squad's first touch in that game. Um, you know, I, I do think he is an absolute workhorse and he runs around that pitch like a blue arse slide no matter what's happening, no matter what the scoreline is. So, yeah, for, in my opinion at Norwich, he, he did all right. He didn't stand out negatively. He didn't really stand out positively either. Um, but, you know, I don't think many of them stood out so positively in that mm. game. Sometimes the whole squad don't play great. And I think he's one that if the whole squad is bad, people will put it on him, um, mm. which I, I don't really think yeah. needs to be done at all. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, he's, he's an impact sub, definitely, rather than a starter. Yeah, that's interesting. Because he, he was, oh, wow, it was amazing when he came on against Stoke. Yeah, so composed. Bo- both right goals were goal. fo- both goals were because of him, weren't they, Brady? Oh yeah, really? he won yeah. the game. He won the game yeah. for us, didn't he? Um, um, it's really so. Can I can I flip reverse that question, Brady? Who uh, yeah. who who has disappointed you this season so far? Who's disappointed me? Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom Lee's has disappointed me a bit. I I um. I think that's harsh. I think the word disappoint is harsh. Yeah. Um, I just don't, he doesn't look himself. I know um, there's something I, wrong there, isn't there? Matty but, Pearson's not there, and that's what the issue with our mm, pullback for yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, at least doesn't look like himself. Obviously, he got the red card. Um, so he got the card play this game. He looked yeah. absolutely fed up as well at Norwich before that happened. You could right. see it coming. I don't know what it was, but you could, you know, he, he was not himself at all that game yeah or at least from about you know 30 minutes into that game um there there were definitely some very questionable decisions or what looked like it when we were there um the liner that was in front of the town fans was getting some ripe stick both from from us and from the squad themselves so i think that is impacting impacting him more than i'd expect it to I don't think he's quite as composed as we're used to him being, which you know showed with that tackle. Yeah, mm. it's quite interesting. I mean, I, he's just looked. I don't know it. The the thing from the Stoke game that just worried me a bit was he was he was being out jumped by like Dwight Gale and stuff, and it's like, and they were giving it him, and he was just kind of taking it as a and I look, I, I'm I thought he was class last season. And I'm not having a go at him and saying he needs dropping or anything, but there's obviously something wrong there. And I think Brian, he touches on it perfectly, is the not having, well, it's Pearson or Levi next to him now, is it? Yeah, I think um, I think this point's harsh. I think he's just not been at the level we, we saw him last season. But mm. I think you're both right. I, think, I don't think he has Pearson there. And I think, you know, Turton... I actually thought in the Stoke game was really good as a like one of the three centre backs, but he's not a centre back, is he? No. I, I think that's the problem. Like you know, and if you think Kessler Hayden, who I thought played very well against Stoke, um, I think it's like you say we've actually we'll come on to it, and maybe we should now actually because um, so you're the boss. But I think it's questionable um, our defence, which is weird because Pearson played a lot last season, but then he got the injury and we managed to cope. But I think, like you say, because we've lost Toff, you know, Levi's not here. I I think that's part of the reason we're maybe not doing so well. So maybe we should, before we talk about our lineups, Tom, what, what, was Lee's the same for you, Browning? Lee's the same or anyone else? I think I, last year, was very much a little Turton cheerleader. And from what I've seen of him this year... He's not disappointed me, but he's not. I think it is, again, the lack of Pearson next to him and just not coping with that. 
as well as I would like him to. Um, yeah, I think singling people out is disappointing. I, I'm not a fan of doing that at all. Mm. But I, I guess you could say the same about both sides. We're just not as strong as we were last season. Yeah. I, I, don't, very, I agree with you. A very interesting article in the Examiner Brady about our defence. Okay. And at the moment, with Pearson out, there's only one defender who's over six foot tall, and that's Will Boyle. Well, Tom, if you're the boss, yeah. you're bringing Boyle in. Let's find out. Okay, so Town uh, for Norwich, they played 3 4 3. It was Nichols, Turton, Lees, Nakayama, Kessler, Hayden. Hog, Radoni, Ruffles, Holmes, Ward, Thomas. Um, is the Boilmeister coming into your team, Tom? Well, he's, he's going to have to, isn't he? Because I'm guessing, <laughs> guessing Leasy, <laughs> Leasy's out, isn't he? I saw yeah. someone yeah, say, yeah, I saw someone say that because the Coventry basically screwed us over that um, no. they might, that the, the FA might <laughs> no. count that. But yeah, I thought that was a load of rubbish. Wishful thinking. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Boyle's in. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, then, who? It's I think I think yeah, Tino back in for Holmes, and then it's for me. It's the question: Do you start? Do you start Jones? Probably not. Bring him on as impact again, um, and Holmes off the bench. I think yeah as well because like Brownie said, the the energy that he brings especially in the last 20 minutes when obviously that defence, the opposition defence has been hopefully run, run ragged for the last uh, last 60 minutes would be perfect. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've brought Boyle in. I've seen people saying he's a bit, because obviously he came on against Stoke and was a bit like, fell over, I think. It was, like, yeah. it was yeah. quite funny when he fell It was over. quite funny. Um, but, you know, he's not started a game. And you're right, like, we need, you know, give him, you a, know, give him a start. Brady, do you know what Boyley did? Boyley. That's his new Boyle. nickname. That's what we're calling him. <laughs> he, he he, I think he did what, if you ever had like a, what would you call it? Not a nightmare, but a stress dream about being called up for town. <laughs> that's exactly what you'd do wouldn't you your first touch you'd run after it and fall over <laughs> and nearly let the opposition in thankfully it went out for a throw in um, but yeah I, I think he'll be fine look he captained Cheltenham to that promotion got up to league one with him and he was a pretty solid player there I don't see why he can't slot into this team he's a big lad he'll get stuck in yeah yeah and I think if Lees is out, I think his character might be needed. He might just need people to bark yeah. orders. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think same team, but I'd take Holmes out, put Andrew back in and put Boyle in for Lees. Uh, Bryony, have you going for something similar? I assume you're putting Pat Jones in. I've been a bit controversial. Um, oh. I've moved Sauber back up to being a wing back. That's what Ooh. he played when we got him. Okay. Where he is at the minute's not working. Mm -hmm. So move him over there. You know, he came to us playing further back. Yeah. So stick him over there for Ruffles, who is not at the level I would like him to be. Mm -hmm. um, Jones on that side, Tino on the other side. And then I'd sub in Kamara at some point. Um, just like I said before, I don't think he's there for the full 90 minutes yet, but... Mm. Please bring him on for more than like ten. Yeah. Please, um, yeah. That's uh, yeah. Thomas up for Ruffles, Jones in, Tino in. That's interesting. I quite like that. Um, because I would agree, Ruffles has been a little bit. I don't know. I know he he basically had a full season on the bench last year, so that's not going to help. Um, but he's just looked a little bit. Just a bit slow, I think that's been the problem. And decision-making. There's a few times in that Stoke game where he, he either kicks it out, just get it in, get it in the stands. Um, but basically, that was his only option. And he kind of decided to either try and then play it out and lost the ball a couple of times to someone running up his ass. So I just think he needs to get up to speed a bit. Because yeah. there's a solid player in there. 
And what I want to see more from him, from what he did really well at Oxford, was his aerial threat from corners. And I've not seen any of that whilst he's been at town. So That's a good point. I, th- I think with Ruffles, though, the only thing I would say to stick up for him is he's not, you know, when we've talked to, like, Glennon and other players, like, they they do say they just need gay time to get up to speed. Yeah. And I think he, you, you're right, he's not on the bench a lot. And also, he's replacing one of town's best players from last season. Yeah. Um, so I think it's doubly noticeable, like, if you're not up to speed, because you're getting compared with a great player in Haritoflo. Unless you speak to town fans who say he's a League One defender <laughs> and championship attacker. That's why he's got a Premier League move. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Interesting one, though, because when we signed Nakayama, they said he could play left wing back as well. So I wonder if we might see that. Yeah. Actually, um, could be interesting. But yeah, okay, cool. Right, okay, so plenty of conundrums. Um, so... How are we seeing, if you had to give a match prediction, guys, what are you going for? Uh, no. Brian, I'll come to you first. Oh, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so I, I missed that Stoke game, so I've not actually seen us be properly good yet. Um, so okay. I, I'm not confident at all, um, especially having watched the highlights of that West Brom Hull game. Um, you know, they absolutely fire balls at defensive lines constantly and we are not coping with that well yet. Um, so I, I can see it being a 3-0. I don't want to see that, but I can see that. 3-0 yeah. to West Brom? They've just hammered five in town. against... No, no, to them. To them. <laughs> I can't see scoring three. I hate to say it, but the way that they were absolutely firing... You know, as soon as they're at the edge of the box, they're firing balls in, they've got three, four men in mm. there. It's all things that we don't do well with. And I can see it absolutely, you know, I can see us suffering. Yeah. I hope, I hope you're wrong. because I hope I'm would, wrong. Well, yeah, because I, I want not to be wrong. It's 3-0 defeat, the worst a like prediction against town we've ever had on this podcast, Brady. Could be, even could when we know we're going to get there. battered. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, Brady, in fairness, I think we've got a chance of losing it. But I, whenever I think we lose, I'll go, ooh, I'll go one all, <laughs> um, yeah. which is what I've gone for. But um, yeah, I have been chatting to um, my friends about it and I have been saying, I think we're going to lose this. And uh, it's my birthday on Tuesday. And I was like, that'd be a nice present. Um, but I'll read you the words that Joe Scott, uh, uh, you know, of this parish said to me, you seem so sure we're going to lose, but this is Huddersfield Town we're talking about. You just never know. So hopefully <laughs> never know. that was some words of encouragement. Tom, what about you? Are you going for a, for a defeat? Are you going so, for a right, they lost the Derby in the Cup and I guess it wasn't their f- their start in 11, but there's, there they was made 10 big, changes. Yeah, ten. some big, still some big names in that in that team that changes I know but... <laughs> yeah I know but you got to, you got to think of Steve nine. Bruce Steve Bruce Bruce Steve Bruce Bruce uh, it's only two wins though this season that's one more than town we're only three points behind him yeah it's 2-1 town love it okay Two on town, uh, Danny Ward and um, oh, how about this for um, like Josh Caroma comes off the bench and scores. Oh, nice! Looks inside, he shows Carl on Grant how to do it. <laughs> nice, yeah. So I, even though I think we're going to lose, I'm going to go one-one, um, and hope it changes that. And I can see Town winning one 0 playing really well, and then. Colin Grant getting an equaliser. That's what I'm going for. Anyway, okay, so you've heard from us. It means it's time for one thing and one thing only. Um, if you're going to tune out now, that's your own That's your own fault. You're going to miss out on some quality content here because... Um, I think the fans could probably see I was trying my best to work hard. The amazing elbow. As a centre-forward, you know, the last thing you want is a goal drought starting off at a club started on my own up front and the really good centre forwards like Jordan were rested.
Okay, so last time on the exciting adventures. Yeah, I've got some. Do you want me to blast it away? Oh, go on. Oh, yeah, no, it's your section. I, it's I really quick because you're off. Go on. Well, then. I thought there's no point in doing every panel. I would. Every podcast will get longer and longer. So no, no, I'm not going to do every panel. Yeah. <laughs> he got called to the John Smith Stadium, didn't he? Trying to figure out that mystery. And then down the tunnel, he, he bumped into David Hartrick and Stephen Chicken, who were having a scrap over XG. And the beautiful listeners voted that uh, it was a tie, actually, that David Hartrick would tell the amazing elbow to go to the kit's man's office whilst also stating that town are bigger than Brighton. What a beautiful thing to draw that was um, whilst he was in a headlock with Stephen Chicken, him saying how big town are compared to Brighton. So, yeah, so he's been sent to the kit man's office and he opens the door and inside it's dark and then the light, it comes on all of a sudden and there is the cabbage man <laughs> and he is holding dot 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 Brady. <laughs> what is the cabbage man holding? I wanted the suspense, hence the pause. Oh, um, so there good. is three options, you know, score. Uh, you will vote for the best one on Twitter and Tom will draw it. Um he's holding a copy of Striker, <laughs> the novel by Steve Bruce. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, which I've heard is um, they're like really hard to buy. I know we've talked about this on the pod before. They really cost expensive. thousands, don't they? <laughs> yeah, but I've heard they're quite, um, aren't they quite dodgy about misogynistic about women? And stuff misogynistic, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've so, also heard that. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, okay, so yeah, he's holding a copy of the Steve Bruce novel, Stranker. Yeah. Um, Bryony, me, Dalgo. Yeah, no, 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 your it's your section. Okay, Bryony, what you. is the mystery cabbage man that no one knows the identity <laughs> of yet? Holding, um, he's holding the blueprint for the canal side renovation. <laughs> what never happened. <laughs> oh, that was depressing seeing that video the other day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean about town fantasy. It's like, I love it because it's like we don't have a game, so it's like, oh, do you remember this? <laughs> like, remember when so we were basically going to have another little stadium, yeah. <laughs> and instead all we got was a fancy gate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, that's good. What was his name? I've forgotten his name. Which Chief one? Exec. Mark Devlin. Um, Mark Devlin. It. Mark Devlin. Yeah. All I remember from that video when they actually revealed it was him <laughs> just not knowing how to wear a mask. Well, just yeah, like, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, just mask was under his chin. Um, <laughs> right, that's good. That should have been so my answer. Mine is, so he, he, uh, the light comes on and the cabbage man is there and he's holding a small tiger named Alex. <laughs> And I'm here trying to keep it topical. <laughs> well, I might know who the cabbage man is. I think we might know who the cabbage man is. So uh, I think I've got a little bit of insider info there. So I, I think I'm guessing the link, Tom, is that right? Possibly. There might be a link. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows indeed. So your three options there. Uh, he, the cabbage man in the kit man's <laughs> office. Where's Brookie? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, he's holding either a copy of Steve Bruce's novel Striker, the blueprint for the canal side renovation, or a small tiger named Alex. Um, <laughs> I wonder, I think canal side might win this, but we will see. Yeah, but yeah we'll put that on the poll. Um, yeah. Anything you guys want to add before we wrap up? Um, get behind the lads on Saturday. Basically, come on, let's give them, let's get, let's get those vocals back up inside that stadium. Nice. Yeah. I'll, I think you should put that as a little Instagram story. And then what I'll do is I'll criticize you for doing that, for telling me. Yeah. In <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> a sassy mood today. Brian, anything you want to add before we go? Yeah, I, I just want to be proven wrong. Please prove me wrong. 
that the result or just, <laughs> just in general the result <laughs> yep okay i think the cool. rest of it's fairly realistic the result please prove me wrong yeah lovely okay i hope i hope they're right and as i say you know it's bank holiday come on town you know up the town go, up the town come on <laughs> thanks for listening thanks to magic rock for sponsoring uh you don't forget if you want 10 percent off all line orders as tom is finishing his lovely alcoholic beverage from from La- uh, town sponsor. lager town lager there you go uh 10 off online orders ahttc10 um so get that in get some beers in for the bank holiday why not yeah uh, we will be back to preview the next game which is what what is it <laughs> it's uh <laughs> bristol city bristol uh, city and then <laughs> uh then qpr <laughs> but no one's going to that you should boycott that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 36 pounds for a game of football in london to quote the to end on the Neil Warnock quote, we're in London, that's why. That's why it's 36. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back to preview the Bristol game at Bristol City uh, and tart off an hour and up the town. So town play up. We'll bring the car back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.